two, welcome. This episode of Sports Rap Podcast, we begin with the stats of our two Sixers who are making their third and second trips to the All-Star Game, and that's Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons for Team LeBron. Ends up with 17 points, 5 assists, and 6 rebounds. Joel Embiid, 22 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds for Team Giannis. So, like I mentioned, it was Joel Embiid's third stint with the All-Star experience. Ben Simmons, second. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid, we know fits. We know he belongs. Yesterday... Ben Simmons looked like he belonged with the likes of the top-tier players in the NBA. And I know, I know, Lonnie, what's going on? I know people are definitely going to uh, still heart on and still mention, but he still won't shoot the ball. He still doesn't shoot. He's scared to shoot, isn't that? Folks. I think it's going to come, but I think you have to be accepting of what he's done over the last stretch of games. The last four games, he's been playing at an amazing, amazing rate. He's been very aggressive. He's been making the right basketball decisions. He's been scoring the ball. And again, people, you said he's not shooting a jump shot. Okay, I'll give you that. He's not shooting a jump shot. Me personally, I, I think I can wait on that jump shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's a it's a stepping process. It's steps. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Meek Mill says, it's levels. Right. It's it's a step. It, there are right. steps. You know, um again, like I always have been saying, I don't feel comfortable calling him a point guard. Mm-hmm. But he's playing, he's playing like that LeBron, point guard position. He's playing that, that point guard position. So, with my basketball knowledge, my basketball wherewithal, I need him to shoot better from the free throw line. Right. If you're going to be my point guard, I need you to shoot better percentage from the free throw line. line yeah. And anyone that knows basketball, that understands basketball, will know and understand that if he shoots the free throws, he shoots them better, it's only going to transition into three a comfortability level level. I don't even want him to shoot the three yet. It's just a comfortable comfortability level shoot. with him shooting the ball. Period. He's got to shoot the free throws. He's got to get better at that first. Then he can get to shooting that jump shot. Okay. So again, there's steps. It's going to come, I believe. Right. Just have to be a little patient. You know, right. all the past rumors and the past yada yada talk about people way. talking about yeah. trading. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm not trading either one of them, because I can tell you right now, knowing the little bit of things that I know about the business side, you are not going to get reputable value for them right now. You're not. Just just the way the NBA is set up. It's not going to happen. So you have to do things within your organization to help you get better. Right. I think one of the things they did 
and it showed in their most recent outing, mm-hmm. they moved Al Horford to the bench. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people are going to say, well, yo, he's making a hundred and something million. You can't bring him off the bench. And then, right. Listen, I get that conversation. I've had that conversation. You're in the five spot right now. You're only two and a half games behind Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami's in a little funk right now. Mm-hmm. A little bit, not a major. But there's room for you to catch them if you handle your business and make the tweaks that you need to to better the team moving forward. So that's one thing, moving uh, Al Horford to the bench. And some of the things that are being said, hey, Michelle, um, about the Sixers moving forward, and here are some of the things that I've read, some of the things I quote, and here are some of the reasons why. Uh, people think that the season is not lost. It right. still has something to it. Right. Uh, number one, they're getting healthier. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson has returned from his hamstring pool. Right. Joel Embiid's finger is I healed. Think, yeah, it's, it's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, the team will have the All-Star break with more rest to get well. The Again, like I mentioned, what's up, Malik? Like I just mentioned, the bringing Al Horford off the bench. Okay, then what they did, they made a trade at the trade deadline. And a lot of people were up in arms because it was last minute. Mm -hmm. So that just leads me to believe that they wanted to move as little as they could Mm -hmm. and get pieces that could help right right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III are the end-all, be-all that's going to take us over the top. I'm definitely not saying that. And that's no disrespect to those two guys as well. But the skill sets of these two particular guys Mm -hmm. will help the Sixers right now. I think it's going to help in this run. I also think that it was a pretty decent deal under the surface. Because they only gave up second round draft picks, and they didn't give up any of their own. Crime, what's going on, Cuzzo? They didn't give up any of their own picks. So, you bring in a guy like Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson, the third, who are shooters, who can score the ball, who can play defense on the wings. Right who can play in the situations where the Sixers struggle. Mm -hmm. So some of the things they mentioned that are mentioned Mm -hmm. about the Sixers, and and let's go with Alec Burks' creativity is what they talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, They're saying that he was the best acquisition in this trade because he can play in the pick and roll. He can create and get his own shot off the dribble. Okay, Ray, glad you tuned back in. Um... He can also shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys were on the Golden State Warriors, where we got them from. Right. And, you know, their culture is to shoot the three. So, those two guys shooting the three mm-hmm. is a little bit different than our past as the Sixers with mm-hmm. Mike Scott, right. Al Horford playing around that three-point line, right. uh, Matisse Thibel, Shake Milton. These are guys that are not 
really what you would snipers. call snipers. Wow. Not really what you would design a play to have them as possibly your third option. Right. Now, you have something different. Right. So, you can bring Al Horford off the bench now, mm-hmm. and he can play which I think is his traditional, his more comfortable spot right. at the five. And on that second unit, where he can be a focus of the offense within that second unit. Right. Also, don't lose sight of the fact that you can still play them together in situations. Mm. And I'm referring to Al Horford and Joel Embiid. Right. Now you have guys that you know can shoot the ball. Right. Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson, on the other hand, will be that slasher that Mr. Antoine Terrell said that we didn't have. Um, Thanks, Ivan. Thank you. I appreciate you, man, a whole lot. Uh, Like he said, you have the slasher. The guys want to cut, just want to move, be active without the ball. And can play a little bit of D on the wing, which is another thing that we lacked. Uh, defense, defense on the G, on the on the defensive end, defense on the wings is something that has killed us as a team for the past three, four years. I'm stretching maybe, but I'm three, four years. We we are always getting struggle. We always struggle with teams that have guys that can create their own shot and get all the way to the basket um, off the dribble. And the victory over the Clippers going into All-Star break Mm -hmm. was a huge win, I think, for the team, for the morale. Mm -hmm. Gives us that momentum to move forward. Uh, We will play them again in L.A. Mm -hmm. before the season is out. But looking at where we are right now, like I mentioned, we are in... Fifth place in the standings, right behind Miami. And, and and I don't like that matchup because of the way the season series played out with Miami. I don't I don't like that matchup right now. Uh and like I said, we're only a game and a half behind Miami right now as I look at the standings. A game and a half with approximately 34, 35 games left. Um the only problem is Miami will own the tiebreaker because of the season series. So we've got to shoot our sights for that number four seed Mm. to at least have home court advantage against Miami or to that number three seed and playing against Indiana or maybe even New Jersey if something can come. Miami is the toughest one. Yeah, Miami is the tough. But like I said, I I feel like they can be caught. Um, If we look at going into the all-star break, the Sixers were on a three-game winning streak. The Miami Heat had lost one. Did they? Yeah, they had lost one going into the All-Star break. Mm. So we look at the next games coming up, which it would be Thursday. Mm. Both teams are in action. Uh, Miami is in Atlanta to play the Hawks, and the Sixers are in our home against the Brooklyn Nets. With the new additions, I think a winnable game. And I think it would be a winnable game if we didn't have those two additions as well. But these are the teams that we need to beat because 
for all intent purposes, Miami should beat Atlanta. It's just a better team. They should beat them. And if you look at it, the Sixers should beat Brooklyn. So we'll stay kind of neck and neck with them. But we have to at some point uh, over surpass them, and hopefully they'll have a little slump again that we can surpass them. Uh, you know, Alex Burke, Alec Burks has the size. 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, Glenn Robinson, also the size. So the Sixers moving forward right now, I like the potential. I like the right. way things look, mm-hmm. possibly look. Right. Uh, like I said, they've got a lot of home games within this next stretch, this home stretch. Mm-hmm. A lot of home games. I still would like to see them um, pick it up a little bit on the road. But I also like the fact that they're still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. And people have to mm-hmm. take into consideration that they are still in the hunt. Right. They haven't fallen down to the bottom tier. They're still in the middle. middle you know, the expectations the were for them to be one, right. two, or three. Yeah. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. But there's still time yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really, really impressed with the Boston Celtics. I think with the two additions, I think Toronto can be had. Yeah, they're going to miss Kawhi. I think Toronto can be had. They're going to miss him. It, it, you they know, it, the ball. toughest thing is is that Miami Heat. And and I'm just and it's just going off of it's just going off of the season series and you know what they what the shootings the shooters that they have around them and, and that that is the problem I, I'm not really scared like, I know who Jimmy is I know what he is it, that's the thing that worries me the shooting I'm not even concerned even though he was an all star this year right. not really concerned with Bam out of bio I think he can do anything with Joel and B. Uh, I will say that on the Sixers side of things, I like Tobias Harris, but I need Tobias Harris to do more for us right now. He's beginning to come. He's going to get. He's given us some moments, and in that last stretch, a couple games, he gave us something. I think he needs to be a little bit more consistent in giving us that. Um, I also feel like. The team needs to get away from listening to the media, shy away from social media. Um, I think, I think that last week the players only meeting that Josh Richardson uh, called, I think that helped some, which they went on a three-game win streak. I think that helped again with the adjustments. Like I said. I need to, I also need to see Brett Brown. I'm anxious to, for Thursday's game because I need to see Brett Brown and incorporate these guys now. Not wait and try to slowly spook feed them. You had the all-star break. So these guys should be adjusted. Right. And with their skill set, they can fit in with the players that you have already on right. the roster. Sure. So I need them to be incorporated more right. in that. I definitely need to see them incorporated more in the flow and in the rotation uh, with the team. Right. Now, 
you just asked me a question. Do do I think they'll fire him? There's rumors. You think? Uh, it's been a lot of talk, but like I mentioned, uh, maybe two weeks ago, and I mention it quite often when I talk to people mm-hmm. outside of the studio. Right. In basketball, in the NBA, right. it's hard to to do that now. Right. I'm about well, I'm not going to say it's hard, I'm but I just, just for right. a team like the Sixers, like I said, who are still in the hunt, right. if they're in the middle of the pack right now, could possibly right. still move up. Yeah. You can't really fire your coach now. now. I'm talking about like later. Um, I, I don't know. I think it, it's going to be based on how they perform playoffs. How he performs yeah. in the playoffs. Second round. It, I, I think he's got to he's got to have a better showing, if you can call a better he showing than last year. Yeah. Um, it's a strong possibility that that they may no. make a change. But again, you can't do it with Not a team now. like the Sixers in their position right now. You yeah, can't do it. Now. Right now, people might say, "Well, the, the Cavs are going to find." Yeah, but the Cavs are not making the playoffs. Right. They're they're nowhere near the playoff right. hunt. Right. They're just playing out the remainder of the schedule, right. and you know, starting over, rebuilding. So they right. can fire a coach right. whenever they want because they don't have any big aspirations. They're just playing out the season. Right. And with that, you know, teams like that, then they can find out right. what their talent base is right. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Again, with a team like the Sixers in the playoff hunt, Cisco. What's happening? But it seemed like the Sixers in the position that they're in right now, mm-hmm. you can't fire the coach. Um, you needed to make a move mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. I thought, I felt like they needed to make a little bit more of, of a significant move, mm-hmm. but maybe nothing was out there to their liking. Right. Okay, so they went with what they could go with, and I don't think right. it was a bad move. Uh, it was a very low, low-key move at the deadline, very, very close to the deadline. Right. But again, like I said, what they got for what they gave up, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. It's a one-one. Yeah. Um, again, these two guys are very capable of stepping in right now. Right. And helping, as you saw with Glenn Robinson the third when he got into one of those games earlier, and the same thing with Alec Burks. Right. I would have liked to have seen them a little bit more mm-hmm. in those games, right. but I understand they were just coming over. So again, I think with the All Star break, with them playing a little bit of minutes mm-hmm. early, and then going into the All Star break, right. learning more of the offense, offense, getting more familiar with the vernacular, with mm-hmm. the the language. Right. I think coming back. Right, like the All Star break is over pretty much, you know. But teams don't resume play until Thursday, mm-hmm. so you've got a little bit more time to get incorporated into the system, right. get adjusted to the system. So I'm looking forward to seeing these guys play some minutes on Thursday, right. if not Thursday, very shortly after. But I hope it's Thursday, right. and I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They can catch Miami. And people are probably going to talk to me and say to me, well, how do you think that's going to happen? I said the only thing I'm worried about right now is the tiebreaker. A half, a game and a half out mm-hmm. is attainable right now. Right. And I know it's 30-something games left. There's still games that have to be played. I'm just talking about right now right. in this situation right now where my feelings are 
what I've seen mm-hmm. in that stretch. And, and and I take a lot of this in that three-game winning stretch. I take a lot from that Clippers game because Clippers, Clippers I think, were seven-point favorites yeah, in that game. I put that on but <laughs> the Sixers came out and well. played that game like – it was like a playoff atmosphere. Right. But they played with the attitude of we're just as good as you. We're at the same level as you guys. So we just going to ball out. Yeah, we just going to ball out. There's no no second guessing anything. We are just as good. We're going to do what we need to do, and y'all do what y'all need to do, and but we're going to play, and we're going to beat right. y'all. And, and that's the attitude that they had. And I hope that's the attitude that they can keep uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I also have to mention, and I've been talking about everyone else. I've been talking about Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about Joel Embiid. I talked right. about Brett Brown, Al Horford, the two new additions, Alec Burks, uh, Glenn Robinson III, Furkan Korkmaz has made a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have a great game against the Clippers, but... If you paid attention to that Clippers game, they had Kawhi Leonard on him early in that game, mm-hmm. which makes me believe that now he's being incorporated right. in team scouting reports because yeah. of the things that he did game three or four games prior to that. Right. The 31 points or 34 points off the bench, then followed that up with 29 points, then another 30-plus point game. Mm-hmm. So his name, he's established himself as a potential shooter who can cause problems. Hence, the Los Angeles Clippers started Kawhi on him. So he's in people's scouting reports. With that being said, with them taking him out of the game, other guys play to their strengths. Al Horford excelled with that second unit. Okay, He felt he looked a lot more comfortable. He looked sure of himself on the court as opposed to in past games, he had situations and moments where he looked like he was unsure of what he was supposed to do. Right. In that situation, coming off of the bench, mm-hmm. knowing he's with that second unit, he's going to be a focal point in that offense on that right. second unit, he was a lot more comfortable. Um, he did a lot of things that he succeeds at right. on the basketball court, or a lot of things that he does well on the basketball court. Right. So... Sixers moving forward, I would like to see, again, I would like to see them move up to the, possibly the third spot. What do you think they need? Uh, I mean, if I'm looking now, they're four games out behind Boston. Boston. A game in that Boston's number three. Who's number two? Uh, Toronto Raptors are number two, and of course the Milwaukee Bucks are number one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I think they can catch the Celtics. The Celtics, like I said, the Celtics don't really impress me. They're up and down. I think they can get the Celtics. The problem is, is, like I said, we've got to keep track with Miami. Miami We've got to keep track. I don't think they're the real deal. I think they're just playing great right now because we'll see what happens in the playoffs because all those guys are young. Got to remember. And and people are saying, people will say, yeah, well, Tyler Hero, I love Tyler Hero. Mm. Love the way he shoots the ball. His foot is in a boot right now. You saw it yesterday. So we'll see what happens when he comes back. Right. But everyone knows 
you start the playoffs, right. it's a completely different animal. A whole different animal yeah. It's a completely different animal. And, and we'll see how they can adjust, how they can right. regroup and, and, you know, get it together right. after that. Also, we'll see what happens with the Sixers. Like I said, they own the tiebreaker over the Boston Celtics. Right. So ideally, that's the team that you want to catch. And like I said, you, you're more, you're closer to Miami, but you know the team that you want to really catch right. is is Boston. Right. Okay, because you can move them, and they could drop down to five, six, seven somewhere. You know, if you catch them, because you already beat them in the season series, so yeah. you own the tiebreaker over them. So, still a lot of work to be done for the Sixers. I, I think, though, they have something going right now as far as this rhythm they have uh, with the All-Star break, riding into the All-Star break, and then coming back. I also think that the return of Josh Richardson from injury is a huge, huge help as well. They struggled. At that position, um, it was tough. You had to go back and forth between Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton starting at that spot. So I think Josh, but Josh Richardson, the veteran, the the defense and the offense, being able to create his own shot as well as shoot the three a little bit, right. it, it puts him sets him apart from the other two guys, and, and he was he was sorely missed. Sorely missed uh, when we lost him for that stretch when he had that hamstring industry injury, and he's back now. So again, like I say, mm-hmm. the still a lot of optimism, a lot of bright spots, a lot of it's a good outlook right. for the Sixers uh, moving forward. So folks, don't. Give up yet? Don't hang your heads. Got the second half of the season coming up. Mm, um, I think it's going to be impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think they will make a push. I don't know how strong a push they'll make, but I, I'm right. confident that they'll make a push. And again, it's all depends on what our counterparts do. So we just have to basically handle our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that you should beat. Teams that are not in the playoff hunt, that you right. will play some of those teams, those are teams that you have to beat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying that you have to blow them out, mm-hmm. but you have to beat them, beat them. where like you don't like give them life. You can't give them life at any point in any of those games. You have to beat them, and you have to show them that they're not going to win this game. You're not going to. You may make a run because it's basketball. We know everybody makes runs. Right. But when it boils down to it, we're the alpha, we're the alpha team in this, in this competition, and we're going to win this game. You know, but you have to take care of business, um, and you got to pick it up on the road because yeah. you're going to play some playoff games on the road. So you got to pick it up Hostile on the road. Line. Yeah, you, you got to pick it up on the road. And I said I love the home court, but you have to pick it up on the road. Uh, with that being said, that ends another episode of the Sports Rap Podcast. Right. That is your Sixers talk moving forward towards the second half of the season. It's your boy, Sports Rap D. Again, you can find the Sports Rap Podcast on iHeartRadio and wherever you find your podcast. Tune in, check us out, give us some feedback, let us know. This episode has been brought to you by 
Heat 100 Radio, station where we keep it 100. 